0: Hi hey everyone, it's Leslyn Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the director of research and president of the board for the Lipidema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today, I'd like to tell you about a study done by a group of researchers in Russia. The paper is titled Influence of Ketogenic Diet and Nutraceutical Correction in the Complex Treatment of Lower Limbs Lipidema. It was published in the Bulletin of Rehabilitation Medicine in October of 2021. I'll let you know that this article is only available in Russian, although the abstract and some of the tables and the references do come in English. The rest of the article is completely in Russian and I was not able to get an English translation. So. I used Google Translate myself, and one half paragraph at a time, I translated, it's about eight pages. So if you do want to read the entire article, just go ahead and email me, and I'll share with you my very crude translation of this study. But I think it's very interesting. And I also wanted to point out to you that the authors, they reported that they believed it was necessary to use what they termed a, quote, nutraceutical correction which means supplements and prebiotics, due to what I think is probably a misunderstanding about the likelihood of a ketogenic diet causing gut dysbiosis and fatty liver disease. And in fact, there is no proof that a ketogenic diet does cause this in humans. And there is quite a bit of proof that shows that a ketogenic diet can reverse fatty liver disease in humans. But the supposed risk of gut dysbiosis was they based that on one review article that examined nine studies. And all these studies were in the literature as testing some aspect of gut microbiome and a ketogenic diet. And three of these studies were actually on animals. And the data and the conclusion that they provided really are not very applicable to humans. Another three of the studies reviewed were on children with epilepsy, and it's well known that the ketogenic diet used historically for this population is not very well formulated. And although it manages seizures very well, there are other adverse side effects. So that left three studies that they drew their conclusions from. And the human populations that were studied in these remaining studies included a very rare condition called glucose transporter one deficiency syndrome, And then another one was on autoimmune multiple sclerosis. And the last one was on elite racewalkers. And so the sample size of these studies were very small, ranging from just six participants up to 29 participants. And the intervention length of one study was only three weeks, while the other two were three months and six months. So in my opinion, this is very flimsy evidence to base a fear of gut dysbiosis on. And then the whole idea that consumption of saturated fat could cause fatty liver disease seemed to be based on one animal study. And again, we know that it's very hard to extrapolate information about animals. It's simply, we just don't have the same digestive system that mice do. And so it's not very applicable to humans. And in fact, as I said, there's multiple studies that use human subjects that show a ketogenic diet can actually reverse fatty liver disease. And when I write this up as a blog post, when I review this article, I will include all the references of all these studies I've just been talking about. And when this Russian study appears in our Lipidema Simplified blog. So now back to reviewing this particular study, the aim of this study was that the authors wanted to, quote, study the effect of the keto diet accompanied by the correction of changes in the intestinal microbiome and what they called hepatoprotection on the reduction of body fat in lipidema and the dynamics of changes in lipid and carbohydrate metabolism. So a very excellent goal for the study. And so in order to do this study, they actually enrolled 60 patients with lipidema and they represented stages one through three. And this was using that three stage model of lipedema at Lipidema Simplified. We actually use a four stage model, but they used a three stage model and they had representatives from all three stages of lipedema. The average age of the participants was 55 years old. And the average length of time that they had lipedema was 10 years. So they divided these 60 participants into two groups, both with 30 participants. And group one, they were given a low calorie, low fat diet. And so they consumed approximately 1300 calories per day. And 25% of those calories were in fats. And the diet they were on was also very low in protein. It only had 15% of calories in protein and very high in carbohydrate. At 60%. They also did what they called gym exercises for 30 minutes a day and five days a week. They did walking up to three to five kilometers. And then group two used a ketogenic diet. And the way they composed this diet was that 55% of calories were in protein, 30% in fat and 15% in carbohydrates. So it was what I consider, you know, pretty restricted in carbohydrates, more of a low carbohydrate diet, pretty high in protein at 55% of calories. And the fats was moderate and going towards low. It was very similar to group one as far as fats at only 30%. And this group also received special probiotic supplements and other supplements, and they participated in the same. Gym exercises and the daily walking as used by group one. And the total length of that intervention was four weeks. So what did they measure? They measured certain measurements on the legs and then also the waist and the hips. So body circumference measurements. They used bioimpedance to measure body composition. So they looked at what was the percent body fat, what was the percent lean mass, how much body water, stuff like that. They also did a blood panel, which is very interesting. They looked at total cholesterol, LDL, HDL, triglycerides, glucose. They did a couple of liver function tests like ACT, AST, and ALT. And they also did leptin and insulin, also very interesting. And so here are the results. So in group one, their weight decreased 2.3%. So that was the low fat high-carb group. The weight decreased 2.3%. The weight in the keto group decreased 3.74%. The fat mass decreased in both groups, but it decreased more in the keto group at 6.49%. Lean mass decreased by about the same amount in both groups. And in water, extracellular water, That decreased more in the keto group, 6.32% versus 4.18%. Both groups had a decrease in total cholesterol, HDL. Actually, that was interesting. The HDL decreased, LDL decreased. The triglycerides increased in the high carbohydrate, low fat group. And the triglycerides decreased in the keto group, which is as I would expect. Interestingly, the leptin, that's that hormone that tells you that you're satiated and you're done eating, and it allows lipolysis or fat burning to happen when you have less of it around because it gives you energy. So leptin decreased by 32%, much more in the keto group, it decreased a lot more than the low fat, high carb group. Insulin did not change at all in the low-fat, high-carb group, and it decreased by 9.87% in the keto group. So while both groups lost weight, it was only in the keto group that this was correlated with a greater limb volume reduction, fluid loss, and fat mass decrease. The keto group also showed greater leptin and insulin decreases and a corresponding triglyceride decrease. So the conclusions that the authors came to is that they state that their studies show that a ketogenic diet with appropriate supplementation and exercise can be an effective treatment for lipedema. It is unfortunate, however, that the outcomes are somewhat clouded by the use of supplementation and the authors tend to give a great deal of credit to the supplements rather than the diet. It is also unfortunate that the fats were so restricted to only 30% of calories. And actually, when you look at the tables on the foods that they actually encouraged them to eat, the participants were encouraged to avoid saturated fats. So it was pretty easy to keep it down to 30% because they were told to avoid things like butter and cream and stuff like that. And the biggest difference between the diets is really the amount of carbohydrate restriction and the amount of protein allowance. So it was more of a low-carb, high-protein diet versus a low-protein, high-carb diet. The fat pretty much stayed about the same. But because it was the protein and the carbs that were really manipulated, it may suggest that restricting carbohydrates can reduce potentially inflammatory foods and may help reduce fat mass in lymphedema. So I think this is, you know, well worth reading this study. It's more justification, more substantiation of our hypothesis that a ketogenic diet is really a good way to eat if you have lipedema. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplify.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us again next time for another research update flash briefing. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.